Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Welcome to the main event. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Don's Bicycle Store in Rialto and Redlands. And I'm filling in for Ed Hoffman this week. Ed is on vacation. He will be back next week. I do need to make my normal disclaimer, and that is I am not a professional radio talk show host. I'm just an incredible simulation. Actually, the fact of the matter is I'm just a regular person just like you. But I'm very politically incorrect, and I have a big fat mouth, and I'm not afraid to use it, which, of course, makes me the perfect fill-in host for Ed. I do need to, uh, before I get down to business, we do need to highlight the main sponsor of the show. And, of course, that is Wholesale Capital Corporation, which is your direct mortgage lender. WCC is based in Southern California with offices all over the area. So if you're interested in getting involved with any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, then call Ed at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Day or night, 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with Ed and you don't want to talk on your phone, you can find him at wccloans.com where he has all kinds of mortgage information just for you. If you want to apply for a loan right away, go to the Loan Center tab and click on the Apply Now button. Or if you'd like to email him first, click on the contact page and fill out the form. It goes directly to Ed and his team. If there's any part of the main event, that you want repeated, if you think it's just so brilliant, you got to hear it again, go to edhoffman.net and click on the podcast page and listen to it on demand anytime. You can also get the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. And be sure to connect with the show on social media. Follow Ed on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where he tweets about current events all week long. And you can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. So um, with me in studio today, this is the first time I've had a co-host, which is kind of fun. And um, I want to uh, I want to point out one thing. Generally speaking, our, our station is filled with older guys, right? Um, including Ed and myself, you know, 50, you know, you got Prager and Rush and Larry Elder. They're primarily old guys. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a female perspective, particularly a younger female's perspective. So in with me in the studio today is my friend and co-host, 
Jody Swan, a.k.a. that conservative girl. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Cool. I'm excited to have you here. For, the, for those, and we interviewed you roughly about a month or so ago, and uh, particularly the topic was on discrimination against conservatives on social media. That's kind of your expertise. But just for the people that are listening, haven't heard you before, give them a rough idea of like who you are, what you do, et cetera. Sure. So I was born and raised here in Southern California, and I'm just really super passionate about conservative politics, you can find my opinion columns at madworldnews.com. And you can find me on Facebook under that conservative girl. All right. So that's kind of your, that's like your tagline, right? Yeah. Do you have that like patented or something? Is that like, (laughs) I don't No, but you're the only one that has it as far as you know, as far as I know for a while, actually, I was the first, the conservative millennial. Really? But now that's, um, that girl, Allie. Okay, okay. She had like way more followers than I did. So I was like, ah, she can have it. Got it. I'll All be right. that conservative girl. Well, that's very nice of you to give up that title. How old are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm 30. You interviewed me on my 30th birthday. Nice. Yes. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, so you're definitely within that millennial crowd for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to get down to business? Let's do it. Or as it. we've seen Rialto Bitness. Oh, All right. Um, so let's talk about the midterms. Obviously, that was the big story. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of look at it. There's good and there's bad. And, and the good is, look, there was no blue wave. Um, it's funny because I have a friend of mine. Um, she actually just won her political office. I won't use her name on the air because she probably wouldn't like that. But she's a Dem. You know, she's a, she's a lefty. But we have a good relationship. And I, by the way, I think it's important to have relationships with people on the other side. I yeah. Mean, how else are you going to like win people over unless you have a dialogue with these folks? But she sent me a text. Before the election, she goes, you know, I smell a blue wave coming. And <laughs> oh, no. I text. Yeah, I know. And I texted her back. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put your bathing suit on just yet. <laughs> so the point is there there was no blue wave. Although, you know, again, there was some there was some good. There was some bad. Uh, we definitely lost the House, obviously. Um, the midterm election was Tuesday. Uh, once again, neither a red wave nor a blue wave. Uh, Democrats would certainly like us to think there was a blue wave since Democrats, they did re- retain, con- regain control of the House of Representatives for the first time since losing it to Republicans in 2010 uh, during the height of the Tea Party movement. Uh, here's a couple facts. The new Senate will have at least 51 Republicans and 46 Democrats if they win the three races that haven't been called. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in the second half because there's a lot of voter shenanigans that seem to mm-hmm. be going on, particularly mm-hmm. in um, Arizona and Florida. Um, Arizona's race, speaking of which, Arizona's race remains tight with Republican Martha McSally holding a leading Democrat, um, Kirsten Cinemas, by about 15,000 votes. In Florida, Republican Rick Scott, uh, former Florida governor, is holding a tight lead over incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson. And in true Florida Democrat fashion, Nelson's demanding a recount before the race has been called. <laughs> so, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but didn't he didn't he concede and now he's undoing or am I thinking uh, I'm thinking the Senate race? Or no, I'm thinking the governor's – well, he conceded, and now he's backing off in his concession speech because um, there, there's all this recount stuff going on, right? It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the, third conce- this, the third inconclusive race is in Mississippi where the junior Senate seat has been called, but there will, be not, there will not be a declared winner until November 27th. A runoff election, uh, recumbent incumbent Cindy Hines-Smith failed to reach the 50% threshold for an outright victory over Democrat Mike Spy. Uh, thanks to a second Republican challenger who siphoned 14 percent of the vote from her. So, you know, bottom line is, um, you know, we, we did add seats to the Senate. That was good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we picked up uh, seats there. So now we are uh, we're 54, 46, depending on how things go. I mean, if they actually overturn 
these three Senate seats, then we're looking at like a full, back to 4951. We still have a majority. Absolutely. And as it stands right now, this hasn't been done since Reagan. I mean, this was a big win for the GOP. I know a lot of people saying, you know, eh, it's neither here nor there. But I think we actually did really, really well. I think the Democrats are actually going to have to um, show some bipartisanship and get some things done and work with the president if they want to seek reelection again, if they want to hold a majority <clears throat> in Congress. So I think we're I think we're in a great spot. And and. One of the main concerns among conservatives and among, you know, just more even centrist Republicans was that uh, we needed to turn the judiciary and we can continue to do that. No, for sure. And and speaking of those statistics, just so everybody knows, uh, Obama lost 63 seats in his midterm election. Uh, Clinton lost 54. Eisenhower lost 48. George W. lost 30. Reagan, as we talked about, 26. So that's kind of where we're at now. So. Mm-hmm. All things considered, it certainly could have been worse. Oh, absolutely. Could have been worse. Right. And by the way, and all those guys were reelected to their second term, FYI. <laughs> so the other the other good news is that Trump, out of nine out of eleven people that Trump campaigned for, won. Mm-hmm. And and we'll talk about this in a little bit too, but and all of the Hollywood type endorsements like failed miserably. Um we also talked about the fact that it was a, actually a good year, a good election for Republican conservative women. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had the first female um, governor in Indiana. We had uh, South Dakota, the first female governor, first Korean woman in Congress. Yeah, you won't hear that on any other show. Right. Why is that? Because she's a Republican. Oh, okay. And she's also a legal immigrant. Oh. Yeah, she did it the right way. Got it. All so. right. Um, first female senator in Tennessee, uh, first female Arizona senator. Of course, in the Arizona, that, that race is still up for grabs, it looks like. Why? I don't know. Uh, first lieutenant governor in Florida. And the first female senator in Missouri, at least favored it in a runoff. So good, good year for the conservative gals. Yeah, I think for the first time, um, not just conservatives, but we now have 100 women in Congress. Right. So that's pretty exciting. That is pretty cool. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Right. It's a good time for women. Uh, but again, according to the left or the media, at least you wouldn't know. It's only for, for <laughs> the left women. Is it good? It's bad when our women win. Yeah. It's good when their women win. Um, so... Um, uh, the, the also what what is certain is that the Dems they, they've lost at least three Senate seats that much we know um, in in especially in Missouri where Josh Hawley beat Claire McCaskill North Dakota where Republican Kevin Kramer beat Heidi Heitkamp and Indiana where Republican Mike Braun beat Joe Donnelly and guess what all three of them have in common I wanted you to hear directly from me about why I'm voting against confirmation of Judge Kavanaugh. I think the vote against Kavanaugh was going to be tough no matter what. I voted against Judge Kavanaugh. Do you see a pattern here, Jody? <laughs> what, what are we saying? We called it. Yeah. Honestly, we said this. We said this about all these guys that voted against him because there was no reason to do it. I mean, that was the whole thing. Just a total charade. No, it was poor it was, Kavanaugh. Yeah, no, it's it's. And, and here's the thing, too. I mean, I've literally heard uh, reports that they're looking for to impeach this guy. Yep. You heard that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I mean, and are they are. Serious? Yeah. You think they're going to that, try to do it? That's one thing that's not fake news. OK. You think they're going to actually try and do that? Oh, they won't get anywhere close. Okay. But it's it's just like Maxine constantly talking about impeaching Trump. If she could, you bet she'd love to do it. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. And she and again, she you think that's going to be an issue going forward. Are they going to try and impeach the president? It's not going to happen. You know, it's not. Will they try, though, is the question. I, I mean, they're not going to get any closer than they did before the election. Okay. It's just going to be Maxine going on CNN and MSNBC and saying impeach Trump and, and Russia and Kremlin and. Well, you know, as much as they hate to bring up Clinton, but, you know, they tried to impeach Clinton and that kind of backfired. 
His ratings went up, right? And he got <laughs> yeah. real. His ratings were like in the 60s after that. Yeah. You know, so that probably isn't a good strategy. Yeah, but go ahead and try. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Um, over in the House, 16 races were still undecided as of Thursday, but we know the Democrats won at least 221 seats, and it takes 218 seats to control the House. Uh, local election results. This is around here. Pretty, pretty freaking depressing, actually. <laughs> yeah. In the 31st district, incumbent Democrat Pete Aguilar beat Republican Sean Flynn, winning 61,000 votes or 56 percent uh, versus Flynn, who got 48,000 or 43 percent. In the 41st district, incumbent Mark Ticano, Ed's a big fan of his, defeated our friend Aja Smith, winning uh, 60 percent of the vote to less than 40 percent for Aja. Oh. So we got kind of blown out of the water locally. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of to be expected. I don't know. I, I, I think you feel differently about this, but California is sort of a lost cause at this point. Wow, you're making me depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're making me depressed. You know, and I was actually at the Sean Flynn event, uh, the uh, election night event over there. And it, yeah, it's kind of depressing when your candidate loses. And I was there and it's like, okay, you know. And then all of a sudden on the screen, because we had modders, you know, looking at other races. And then all of a sudden, Gavin Newsom's face pops up oh, on the gosh. screen. And it's like, Oh, crap. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we got like GQ boy from hell now as our governor. <laughs> and and it's like this is not going to be good. I mean, we're, we're probably looking at, you know, health care for legal. I mean, I don't know how far this is going to go, but it's bad. It's bad. I will say this, though. Yeah. I haven't seen any riots. I haven't uh, seen any conservatives riding in the streets. No, you're right. They uh well in in California I mean they can only do so much when they're on their walkers I guess you know walk but no hey I'm a conservative <laughs> well, that's true that's true you're right um so uh Represent. so and obviously and Democrats and their friends in the media are celebrating this victory not ta- not talking about what they're going to get done for the country but proclaiming that for the first item on their agenda will be drum roll using their newfound subpoena power to go after the president's tax returns. I've spoken to a senior Democratic source on the Ways and Means Committee who says tonight, breaking news, they do intend to request President Trump's tax returns. Getting your hands on those Trump tax returns, as everyone knows, would be a big deal for the committee. This is going to be a a big problem for President Trump going forward. If he thinks that the media is annoying, wait till he meets a Democratic House that has subpoena power (laughs) and actually has legal... the legal ability to force them to turn over documents, uh, we're going to look like nothing compared to that. I mean, he is going to find an opposition that he has never really encountered before. When it comes to investigations, no longer look the other way or give a free pass, especially when it comes to Russia. Ensure we protect Mueller, see the president's tax returns, and no longer allow him to cash in on access to the Oval Office uh, as he's been doing uh, for the first two years. What what free pass have they given him thus far? It- ridiculous and cash in the guy's working for free <laughs> he i think has, he's probably losing money he is losing so much money did you see um forbes his net worth has gone down so much how much do you know do you remember the numbers? billions he i don't lost, remember exactly but so much money i mean he's not doing this to quote unquote cash in right i don't know how we would do that anyways um <laughs> yeah um in, in his press conference wednesday the president responded to those threats we play that game but we can play it better because we have a thing called the United States Senate, and a lot of very questionable things were done between leaks of classified information and many other elements that should not have taken place. And all you're going to do is end up in back and forth and back and forth, and two years is going to go up, and we won't have done a thing. They do that, and it's just all it is is uh, a warlike posture. 
You know, I thought Rachel Maddow already had his tax return, didn't she? We were talking about that off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big nothing burger, right. just she, like it was before. Well, she I built mean, it up. And how then... embarrassing to build something up that big, and then it's nothing. Who does she think she is? Geraldo Rivera and the, uh, <laughs> exactly. is it the Al Capone vault I wish story? they did have something good, so I could like look at it and figure out how to pay right. less taxes, because it's getting a little ridiculous. So you think she did it just to maybe drum up a couple more viewers she probably legitimately believed she had something big mm, okay all right very good as for nancy pelosi uh aka skeletor uh she claimed that she'll be reaching across the aisle when the president w- w- with the president when she inevitably becomes speaker again uh, which makes me nauseous when i say that uh but then that, that brings up another point it's like is it good or bad to have nancy pelosi as a speaker as obnoxious as she good is for us Huh? Good for us. You think? I think it's good oh, for yeah. us. Oh yeah, the far left is panicking. Oh, by having her there again? Oh yeah, and she's it's... she's bad news for them. She all just right. looks makes them all look ridiculous. Well, well yeah, I, you're probably right. Should Democrats let her be speaker again? I guess that's the question. Listen to these gas from her victory speech on Tuesday night. Today is more than about Democrats and Republicans. It's about restoring the Constitution's checks and balances to the Trump administration. It's about stopping the GOP and Mitch McConnell's assaults on Medicare, Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, and the health care of 130 million Americans living with pre-existing medical conditions. Let's hear it more for pre-existing medical conditions. Yay! Woohoo! Let's hear it for those pre-existing <laughs> medical conditions like Alzheimer's, which I think she has. <laughs> Let's hear it for Alzheimer's! She's seen Hands down. She's losing her mind. She is. Uh, Pelosi also has a new buzzword she's been trying out this week. See if you can catch it. We will drain the swamp of dark interest money in our elections. Because when we do, Americans have greater confidence in everything their Congress works on. From health care to taxes to guns to clean air and clean water for our children. When they know that the people's interest will prevail, not the dark special interest. <laughs> I think was it you that told me that like she was standing right in front of the Black Congressional Congress when she said that. When I hear when I hear that clip, like right. I can't not think of that. I can't not think of his face. Yeah, what did their faces look <laughs> it's like? Too good. Yeah, of course. If Trump said this, would be extremely racist. Yeah, but Nancy Pelosi can say stupid things like that. And they're like, oh, it's just Nancy. You know, <laughs> Nancy being Nancy. Yeah, it's just Nancy. Let's get her out of here. Um, one thing that I brought up earlier was the celebrity endorsements that failed. Beto O'Rourke. Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Have you? pronounce that he's like a white guy that tried to pick up a hispanic uh, nickname i think beto o'rourke who who lost to ted cruz in texas had the support of beyonce and hamilton's lin-manuel miranda uh in florida rihanna's endorsement wasn't enough to get democrat andrew gillum to the governor's mansion oprah winfrey couldn't help stacey abrams uh become governor of georgia of course she's demanding a recount taylor swift who's really been not political at all had decided this was the time to weigh in uh, she was going to bring out millions of millennial votes, but wasn't able to help Democrat senator uh, or Demo- Senate candidate Phil Bredesen in Tennessee, who lost to Republican Marsha Blackburn. Um, bottom line is the uh, celebrity endorsements aren't worth squat. Yeah, I think the biggest loser of that one was probably Taylor Swift, because everybody knew Beyonce was like very, you know, radically left, hates the cops, all that. Everybody knew, you know, Rihanna, everybody knew Oprah, but. Taylor had played it close to the cuff and she had a lot of conservative fans and it totally backfired. I mean, 
Martha, you know, won big, big time. Marsha won big time. And so the only person that got really hurt in that was Taylor Swift, I think, because she lost lost a lot of fans. You're probably right. Were you a fan of hers or do you like her music? You don't like it. Okay. I'm glad she finally decided to go pop. Not this this is not political at all. But I mean, she was never country. You know, I'm like diehard country. Are you? She was never country. All right. She just wasn't your uh, your cup of tea. Um, so, um, so, and by the way, all, all of Obama, the people, all the people that Obama campaigned for lost. So nine <laughs> out of 11 that Trump campaigned for won, and all of Obama's lost. Yeah. Maybe that may, should be the message. Like, well, no uh, one hey, came out to see Barack. him either. I mean, he had like a couple thousand people, half of them were hecklers, like, shut up, <laughs> you know? And then Trump's packing stadiums with tens of thousands of people and hundreds of thousands waiting outside. Right. How embarrassing. Just go home, Obama. Yeah, you're right. Um, the other good news is there's no Democrat agenda that's going to go forward necessarily. And and with the Senate, the path to judicial nominees, it's pretty clear. I mean, you, you got no Flake, you got no Corker, you got no McCain. You have enough votes to get around Collins, Murkowski. Um, and then there's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, right. Yes. What happened to poor Ruth? Poor I mean, Ruth. She fell down the stairs and like broke five ribs, I think. And uh, No, and no. we are sorry about it. We are. Look, and I don't want Ruth Bader Ginsburg to die. I want to be, make that very clear. I just wanted to have like maybe a bad cold where she has to leave for a while. And then she'll have a miraculous recovery after she's off the bench. What were some of the comments you mentioned? Yeah, the best part yeah. of that, that whole thing was just these people on the left coming out and, and freaking out. And I think probably the, the funniest reaction we saw was from Alyssa Milano. Who said what? She said not only was yeah. she ready to give Ruth three of her own ribs, yeah, okay. but both of her kidneys both of her kidneys well that leaves her two left though doesn't it don't we have four <laughs> nope no we no she was basically offering to die okay yeah uh, well that which wouldn't necessarily would she offer to give her a brain I, I, I don't know if that would be a good you might as well yeah. you might as well give her the whole thing yeah if you're gonna die anyway all right yeah i don't know if you know this but ruth bader ginsburg had claimed she was groped by abraham lincoln did you know that <laughs> <laughs> you know abe's got those long arms he can kind of reach oh, across the aisle <laughs> poor ruth she yeah. had a rough week she's back at work though Oh, you, mean, oh she, yeah, no, she, she is. But, you know, there, there was working. one comment that I saw that, that, you know, her office has the taxidermist on speed dial. Oh, so if she goes, they can like stuff her and put her up there and hopefully nobody notices. <laughs> it would be a while. I mean, remember when she fell asleep before the smell kicks in, you mean, or what? <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. No, people were freaking out. I saw people saying stuff like, why isn't she being carried? She shouldn't be allowed to fall. She should be carried. There should be a medical team just like surrounding her at all times. I mean, it's really a it's it's a little much i think okay all right um you're probably right um <laughs> so with the bad obviously the dems dems won the house adam shift will be in charge of the intelligence committee which is kind of an oxymoron why would you put adam shift <laughs> oh. <laughs> charge of the intelligence committee uh then we then we get down to again will that cause impeachment we don't know it also means you know where's trump's agenda going to go forward um obviously the wall we're we gonna see a wall can't that be part of infrastructure spending, roads, bridges, and maybe a big wall? Well, hopefully infrastructure will be the thing that wins because that's what Pelosi has been saying. Infrastructure this, infrastructure that. And then she's, you know, ragging on Trump. He hasn't done anything about infrastructure. Well, if they won't pass, pass an infrastructure spending bill now, it's her fault. Right. There you go. So they, they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to do something or just look like total idiots. And there was also the... wouldn't be the first time. Well, yeah. And there's also the middle class tax cut. Will they... Will they well, they go against that. It's almost like they don't want to give Trump a win on anything. So will we see a middle class tax cut or will they vote against that? We'll see. I mean, as soon as he said it, they came out and they were talking about, oh, this isn't really for the middle class, you know. So hopefully they will actually take the time to read this 
I yeah. doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, if these results kind of bummed you out a little bit, there's nothing like a Trump press conference to, to live oh, and to cheer you back up again. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yep. Uh, as, as for President Trump, he gave a press conference Wednesday morning where he named the Republicans who lost their House races because they failed to embrace him or let him campaign for them. Carlos Cubella. Mike Kaufman. It's like he's reading a memorial. Too bad, Mike. <laughs> Mia Love gave me no love. And she lost. Too bad. Sorry about that, Mia. And Barbara Comstock was another one. I mean, I think she could have won that race, but she didn't want to have any embrace. (laughs) Doesn't get much better than that. I'm going to hold the clip. We're going to talk about Jim Acosta and that confrontation coming up in the next half, so we don't have time for it now. We're actually running out of time. But that that was a classic, don't you think? Yeah, I'm bummed, actually, that Mia Love did herself in because I I like her personally. And, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for part one of the main event. We'll be right back after news, traffic, and weather for part two of the main event. And welcome back to part two of the main event. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Dawn's Bicycle Store in Rialto and Redlands, and I'm filling in Fred Hoffman for the next two weeks. Actually, it is on vacation. He'll be back in two weeks. Once again, I am not a professional radio talk show host, just a smart aleck behind the mic. Filling in for Ed. If you do need a, a home loan or anything related to home financing, please call Ed at WCC Loans at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And if you have any comments on the show, we'd love to hear them, unless they're negative. Actually, we'll take the negative ones too. You can call our listener hotline at 855 640 2092. That's 855-640-2092. I'm back in studio with Jody Swan, aka that conservative girl. Jody, welcome back for part two. Hello. So uh one of the most talked about events over the last several days was the press conference uh that President Trump gave in his encounter with Jim Acosta, the <laughs> CNN reporter. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and uh, play that clip. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me. That <laughs> why, why did you why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this all. election no, to try I to want keep them? I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. Ask Peter, one other question. Are you worried? Of- That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, That's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had- enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. President. That's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that... That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Throw them out of there. <laughs> Throw them I out. I really want that as a ringtone for like people that I don't really like. Yeah. You are a rude, terrible person. <laughs> and that goes off every time you phone rings. Who can make me a ringtone? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, honestly, it looked kind of like something out of a Jerry Springer skit. Yeah. You know, it was that crazy. Uh, this guy's rude. This guy has no respect for the presidency. And it wasn't like he's even asking him questions. Wasn't that more like, it was more like, I want to, I want to state a position or I want to, I want to debate you. Jim Acosta is a clown. 
And the president's right. He has no business working for CNN. I mean, CNN, nobody trusts them anyway. But I mean, it still has a little bit of prestige. You know, it's still a mainstream news station. He has, has no business. I mean, every every single time he does any one of these, he just acts like a total idiot. Well, I don't even know why he gets called on in the first place. He's lucky. Exactly. Right? He's why lucky they, the president even calls on him. There's a room full of people. Why does he get like, called you on? You don't get to ask 20 questions. Exactly. Yeah. I think the part that was missing from this clip, he said at one point, you can run CNN and I'll run the White House. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah, heard that. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, this wasn't the only standoff moment with the media at the president's press conference Wednesday. Here are some other moments where Trump burned the media. (laughs) On the campaign trail, you called yourself a nationalist. Some people saw that as emboldening white nationalists. Now people are also saying that the president... such a racist question. Why are you pitting Americans against one another, sir? Peter, what are you trying to be him? Why do I like Oprah? (laughs) What kind of a question is it? I'm just asking. Just curious. But the real question... He's a comedian here. (laughs) It's such a hostile media. It's so sad. Throughout the press conference, the president would ask if he would be replacing cabinet members uh, from the remaining of his first term. And he gave no direct answers. But what do you know? (laughs) Minutes after the presser concluded, there was a resignation announcement from Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Um, Trump tweeted, we are pleased to announce that Matthew G. Whitaker, chief of staff to Attorney General Jeff Sessions at the Department of Justice, will become our new acting attorney general at the United States. He will serve our country well. Uh, your thoughts on the Jeff Sessions replacement? Jeff Sessions is a great guy. He was a bad attorney general. Okay, be specific. <clears throat> um, I would say that in in a way that like Jimmy Carter, great guy, bad president. Okay, you know. Um, but I think Sessions will probably regain his Senate seat. You think so? Into, yeah. Which oh yeah, be because good. Alabama is so conservative. He would win in a heartbeat. Okay. So well, and he seemed he seemed strong on immigration. Um, you know, he was he, he was strong on a lot of things. Right. Um, he just really dropped the ball with Russia. Okay. So you think him recusing recusing himself from the investigation was a wrong move? Yeah, and I I think that probably would be one of Trump's biggest regrets. Was that was that that move? Yeah. Right. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's ongoing. It's like what is like two years, but it's like and where's it, all the yeah, steam from it's this? It's sad thing? because I don't know if you actually read his actual resignation letter. No. It was good. Um, That's why I know, have you for. I don't have time to read all that stuff. <laughs> he's a classy guy. Okay. Um, but he did get a lot done. He did do a really, really good job. And because of the Russia thing, he never got new respect. And you know, the whole right kind of hates him now. And <clears throat> Which is too bad. of a situation, really. Yeah, I mean, we don't like to poor see sessions. turnover. In, yeah, poor Jeff. We don't like to see turnover in administration. Obviously, that doesn't. But look... this needed to happen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, you're probably right. You're right. We don't like to see turnover. But and honestly, I'm I'm really bummed about speaking of to- turnover. Yeah. Like Nikki Haley. I oh, really, yeah. I really admire Nikki Haley a lot. Right. And it's kind of like okay, she probably got bigger, better things to do. I guess you know. Well, she says she's going to the private sector. Okay. We shall see, but I'm sure that she'll get back into politics. She just isn't going to run in 2020 against Trump. Okay. You think she, you think she could be a uh, presidential hopeful down the road? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting thought. That yeah. could be. That could She's be. She's great. Right. We could have maybe two Indians going at it. We could have her and then Elizabeth Warren <laughs> on the other side. Indian versus Indian. <laughs> Right. Bring it on. Bring it on. So, yeah, we all know about Elizabeth Warren's uh, that that genetic test she took. She's like one one thousandths. Why? I still don't understand who let her release those results. You don't think they who were- let her do that? Like days before the midterms, when the Democrats already looked like complete fools because of the Kavanaugh disaster. 
Well, it's funny because I was talking with my damn friend that I had mentioned earlier, uh, and she's and I thought, oh, well, who do you have in 2020? Elizabeth Warren. She goes, oh, she's an idiot. Somebody, <laughs> somebody on the left thinks that Elizabeth Warren's an idiot. That's pretty bad. Uh-huh. But she had like that one in one thousandth part of her that's Native American Indian, which is less than the average white person, apparently. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I could probably get that kind of result for eating a you know a turkey on squaw bread. <laughs> um, so, which just goes to show it was all load of sitting bull. <laughs> And as far as her political aspirations, I think we've seen the last of the Mohican, but I don't know. I certainly hope we'll so. See. She's uh, a stooge. Actually, it would be yeah. great for us if she were to run. You think so? Uh, oh, she'd be so easy to beat. Really? And okay. it would be hysterical. Well, that's assuming she won. I just freaking love all, of, all the things Trump says about her. It's so freaking funny. No, it, it is good. And also, I know um, my damn friend that I was chatting with, she thought it's going to be Biden in 2020. Yeah. You think so? Uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's I, he'll he'll definitely right be now. in the running. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, he had a lot of things going on in his personal life where he didn't want to do it before. And, you know, okay. he's still relatively young, you know, compared he is? to... He's like mid-70s, I know, he? but it, like Late compared 70s? to some of the... Uh, and relatively young, young. Young in like physically, dog years? you know, like what? he's not Hillary. He's not like falling down three steps. He doesn't have to be carried. He's not collapsing. He's not having like coughing fits, wearing back braces, you know. <laughs> so he could do it. I mean, who else do they have? Like, Well, well you think Hillary would run again? No. You know, she filed a formal complaint because nobody's <laughs> groping her. Anyways, <laughs> let's move along. Um, and by the way, Trump's last tweet is, we thank Attorney Gen- General Jeff Sessions for his service and wish him well. A permanent replacement will be nominated at a later date. Um, it didn't take long for Democrats to start attacking uh, Attorney General Matthew Whitaker. They want to make sure we all know that he has been a vocal critic of the Mueller investigation. And therefore, they don't believe he's a fair appointment. Nancy Pelosi tweeted, it is impossible to read Attorney General Sessions firing. Now, that, now they're all pro-Sessions. As, <laughs> as anything other than blatant attempt by Donald Trump to undermine and end the special counsel Mueller investigation. Uh, she also says, given his record of threats to, to undermine and weaken the Russian investigation, Matthew Whitaker should recuse himself <laughs> from, we're just going to keep, should recuse himself from any involvement in the Mueller investigation. Congress must take immediate action to protect the rule of law and integrity of the investigation. I don't think they're going to call off this investigation. Why would they at this point? No, Almost I mean, done, they're going to react this way, whoever it was, you know. Also, I think it's funny that she added the hashtag follow the facts follow as the if facts. she cares ha- or has ever cared in her life about a fact. Right. She does care about supporting pre-existing conditions, as we pointed <laughs> out the really last She really cares about show. that. <laughs> uh, here's Democrat Jim Hines of Connecticut. This is very clearly uh, a, a way um, to put uh, to put his guy, uh, Whitaker, in charge of the investigation. That's a very, very scary thing. There will be, of course, an investigation here about whether the president deliberately did this to obstruct the investigation. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so the, the world and history will be watching every move that the acting attorney general takes from here on out. Well, there you go. There you go. We'll see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's what the president does. He puts his guy as attorney general. I mean, how do you think Holder got the job? Right, and he can hire and fire people, by the way, anytime he wants. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do? Put his worst enemy in that position? (laughs) Come on. He's going to put Eric Holder in there? What what do they think? (laughs) Um, I did want to take a brief towards the end of the show where I want to talk a little bit about California. I talked about the fact that, yes, Gavin Newsom is our governor, which is almost like it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that. I also want, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's California. Yeah, it is. Um, And 
basically, I, I just don't have any words of comfort for the people of California. It's like we're hosed. We're hosed. And by the way, we ran a, a terrible candidate. Now I can say this. The election's over. We ran a terrible candidate in John Cox. We had a good possibility with Travis Allen. Mm-hmm. He had energy. He had personality. And I'm, Look, I, I know the, the odds are against a Republican no matter what. But it was pretty apparent we had a choice between Travis Allen and John Cox. And we chose Cox. And it was like, where, where was his campaign for the last months i I don't even we hardly even saw it i'm confused by it too yeah it's like you know i mean we had we had a good candidate travis allen could have maybe pulled it off um and i know that cox at one point said look it's it's just too expensive to run uh too expensive to win well (laughs) why what are you doing (laughs) why are you running then i'm actually angry at him for running yeah it just seems like he didn't think it was going to happen so he just didn't even try no exactly um another by the way another kind of sad note is Scott Walker losing in Wisconsin? Yes. What's up with that, Wisconsin? I, know, I really like Scott Walker. Yeah, me too. I mean, I would say of all of the, you know, political people, my favorite person. I mean, you could say Trump's my favorite. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but Scott Walker is probably my favorite. I mean, there's the one guy that stood up against the teachers' unions and won. I mean, literally weathered a storm of leftist protesters mm-hmm. for months at the state capitol and ended up winning. And Wisconsin rejected him. I mean. Yeah, I actually thought that before Trump announced his candidacy, I was totally behind Walker. And I, I thought Walker was going to win before Trump was even a factor. Yeah, I, that was my first pick, too. That was yeah. the first guy I got behind in the primaries was Scott Walker, just because I felt that he just seemed like a really good guy. And his track record of winning yes. against tremendous odds yes. was there. Yes. You know, yeah. it's crazy that Wisconsin has gotten so liberal in areas. Right. Because they have a proven track record of conservatism working. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at their economy. I think when he assumed the governorship, they were like five, five billion, I think, in the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he turned it around into a surplus, um, made it a right to work state, um, just did a tremendous thing, you know, for unemployment went down. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, what do these people want? I, I don't know. Well, we already know that Democrats do not hashtag follow the facts in reality. No. So. No, apparently not. Another another surprising race was actually Ted Cruz in Texas, that that was even close. I mean, how did that get get close? That was Beto, Beto O'Rourke, who got all that, who got like $48 million, I think, in his campaign. And you think, okay, well, it's, but it's still, it's Ted Cruz. He's well-known. He's well-liked. He's well-respected. How did Ted Cruz, how did that race come so close? I know it's crazy. I, I think it was a lot of the um, the hype surrounding Beto. Um, and it's so sad how, how Cruz has been smeared. Well, yeah, he's such a great guy. I mean, for a politician, he's such a great guy. Yes. He's intelligent. He's articulate. Yeah. He has an unimpeachable character, that guy, which you can't say about really any other politician besides maybe like Mike Pence. Well, that's true. You know? And so because he's such a good guy, they just want to vilify him. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it also makes you wonder if you look at the electoral map in Texas, Interestingly enough, all the blue spots are like right there around the border. <laughs> what does that tell so us? So weird. Yeah, it's, is that a coinkydink or what? <laughs> I mean, are we talking like, I mean, certainly a shift in demographics will change mm-hmm. an election. Mm-hmm. I mean, California, I mean, I know you're a lot younger than I am, but this used to be a solidly red state. Well, it's hard to believe you know, now. It's but, interesting yeah. that so many people from California move to Texas because that's, you know, a lot of liberals. <laughs> Going into the state. Right. So basically what you're saying is we're contaminating other states 
with our exactly our lip tarts. We're not or, just ruining ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We have to immigrate them. Since we're they contagious. Know, yeah, we're pretty much full up here, so they have to go somewhere else and yeah, and promote that somewhere fault. else. But yeah, it was interesting that that race was so close. Uh, regarding the props, I'll touch base on these real quick. Uh, most of the dumb things uh, passed. Uh, prop one which authorized bonds to uh, fund specific, specified housing assistance program. That that got through. Apparently, people don't realize. They say, well, it's not going to impact taxes. Uh, bonds are borrowing money. <laughs> when you borrow money, you got to pay it back. And not only do you have to pay it back, but you have to pay it back with interest. Mm-hmm. So Prop 1 passed. Prop 2, another, another bond, authorizes bonds to fund existing housing programs for individuals with mental illness. Uh, that's another one that that passed. Prop three did not pass, which is kind of interesting. We were talking about this off the air. This is the water, the water bill, mm-hmm. right? So the water bill didn't pass. We've, we've, we've had, I don't know how many of these that have already passed. Apparently people don't buy it anymore. Uh, this authorizes, this ought, would have authorized bonds to fund projects for water supply and quality watershed, fish, wildlife, water conveyance, and groundwater substantially, sub, sub, sustainability, <laughs> stumbling over that one in storage. Uh, so that one was a no, kind of surprisingly. Uh, Prop 4 authorized bond was a yes. That one passed, which was another bad one. This authorized bonds, funding construction at hospitals, providing children's health care. It's for do it for the children. <laughs> do it for the children. You know, my brother and I had a discussion not too long ago, but he pointed out that, you know, he's got a PhD and I have a master's degree. And we're reading these props going, what what exactly am I voting for again? Well, that they pay a lot of money for people to confuse to, people. Yes, they do. Yeah, the wording of them. Right. Well, you're right, and it's it's this should be really, really plain, really, really mm-hmm. clear. And people won't do their research. No, because we only look. We all have only so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. Make it simple, please. Make make it to where we can understand because we don't have time to research. Most of us, particularly people on the right, we work. You know, we have jobs. <laughs> um. This was an interesting one. Prop five. No, this was going to this was changing requirements for certain property owners to transfer their property tax based to replacement property. So in other words, if you're an older person, you're buying a new house, you can take your property tax rates with you. That one got a no. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why um, that one should have cleared prop. This was the big one. Prop six, which was repeal the gas tax. Got voted no. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so we want higher taxes. And, and of course, you know, part of it, as you said, is the language. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one might have well have said, hey, if you want potholes, vote yes. <laughs> right? Your thoughts on Prop 6. I was actually surprised about this because it seemed so obvious that we we... If we're going to be taxed, at the very least, let us vote on it first. Sure. You know, and do our roads look any better? No, they're a complete embarrassment. It seemed so obvious. And and like we were talking about earlier, I mean, you can go to a state like Montana, pay 50 bucks and, you know, only have to renew your registration every couple of years, no matter so it's where. It's like 25 you, bucks a year then. Yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. And then here, you know, you buy a new car and you get taxed into oblivion. Yeah, you told me that's where you're thinking about going is Montana. Yeah. You got to stare in Montana or maybe Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because uh, we have some good friends and they say Montana is too cold, but they would go to Wyoming. Also, Dan, my husband is like super into Buffalo. (laughs) So yeah, in Wyoming, he could do like, you know, substantial amount of Buffalo hunting. We can, you know, get a Buffalo and feed the 
both of our families for for weeks a, a year and hunt buffalo yeah okay he's a mountain man you're just gonna freeze your tail off though uh oh i love it yeah i'll, I'll stay inside for just forever All right. i love it just hide from everybody <laughs> people suck yeah oh <laughs> um you know it's interesting one of my employees his girlfriend came in the shop she goes what the hell happened to my registration? It like doubled, uh-huh. you know, and this guy, this gal's not political at all. Uh-huh. But I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you put Democrats in power. You know, they double yes. taxes and everything. Uh-huh. And, and really, what is this going to mean for California? A continue, as we're talking about a continuing exodus of productive people, businesses mm-hmm. that just can't survive here anymore. Uh, minimum wage going up to 15. Hey, Gavin, let's just put it up. Well, let's make minimum wage a hundred grand a year. <laughs> I mean, if it's good to keep raising it, let's have let's have a minimum wage of everybody for a hundred grand because that's what it's going to take. Well, here's something interesting yeah. that should be noted too. Please. Okay, so the first round of tax cuts that Trump did, yeah, uh, all the Democrats screamed, "Oh, they're just going to businesses and people that it's going to help like Trump." But what happened? Okay, so Walmart gave their employees like a thousand dollar bonus. And Walmart raised the minimum wage that they're paying their entry level employees in the United States, at least to eleven dollars an hour. But you didn't hear the Democrats that have been screaming about raising the minimum wage for years now applauding. You had them denouncing these tax cuts. But I mean, that's the correct way to do things. Well, yeah, and, and again, but Nancy Pelosi called it crumbs. Crumbs, right? I know. A couple of grand or a thousand or even two thousand yeah. dollars, that's crumbs. That's not crumbs, Nancy. For a lot of people that are just getting by paycheck to paycheck, yeah. which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. you know, that, you that's a big a deal. a family of four yeah. for a month for a thousand bucks. Um, so here's, here's speaking of crumbs, here's a little crumb for me. Yes, on Prop <laughs> 7. Yes, on Prop 7. This was the one prop that I was super passionate about because I hate with a passion daylight savings time. <laughs> I think it's the stupidest idea on the planet. And the only thing that annoys me about this prop proposition is it didn't automatically overturn it it just put that capability in the hands of the legislature and what where the <laughs> hell is it gonna go that. from there nobody huh? knew that yeah everybody thought that it would just because you uh, couldn't yeah. tell by reading this this garbage <laughs> you know that should be a prop yeah like readable jargon yeah like people yeah. can understand because we're turning out just generations of idiots too so we need like, a proposition so you... people can understand the propositions is that what you're saying yes i do yeah. okay that makes that makes sense um, um, what are these props that were relevant or meaningful here? Prop 10 was no, that expands local government's authority to enact rent control. That was a good one, actually. We don't need rent control. We talked about that one when I was on with on Ed a couple weeks back. Um, prop 11, yes, we, we voted actually no on that one. That requires private sector emergency ambulances employees to remain on call during work breaks. Uh, prop 12 was a yes, that established new standards of confinement. For specified farm animals, I smell a rat in that one. <laughs> they're, they're just going to harass these poor farmers out of existence. Uh huh. It's going to be like the cow one, remember? <laughs> no, I don't remember <laughs> cow. Yeah, like. Can we so- say that on the air? Well, <laughs> so, not, we'll find out. Tomorrow. I said the f word. Sorry. Uh, yeah, where they were, had to like measure the amount of methane coming was, out of cows. Yeah, that when cows were passing gas. So is there? I'd, I'd like. To, can I get that can gig? You- Oh, God. You want that gig? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, it might be interesting for a while. I mean, it depends on what the pay can, scale can is. Can you believe that? I mean, how freaking ridiculous. Right. Yeah, that's But that's that's the world we live in, Jody. That's the California Speaking of in. the world we live in, there was one topic. I didn't get a chance to talk about this. And this story is like a couple weeks old. But, you know, it's like this, this uh, news cycle. If it's more than like a day old, it's like old news. But this was regarding the transgender cyclist. Because obviously I own a bicycle store mm-hmm. and I've competed as, a, as, a, as an as athlete. A man. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, as a man. Uh, just to make that clear. Uh, by the way, I once felt like a man trapped in a woman's body for about nine months. And then my mom gave birth. 
but I just wanted to get that out of the way. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I own a bicycle store. I've competed uh, at a very high level. I actually went to the Olympic trials. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've competed in the Olympic trials. I got in the top ten percent. I was what? probably the only person out there that actually worked a full time job. I'm a yeah. I was a I'm a former two time California state champion. So in cycling, Whoa. just so everybody knows, in cycling, if you're a state champion, you get to wear the California Bear jersey, at least in California, which is it's like bragging rights. Yeah, it's like saying, "Look out, I'm bad," right? <laughs> And if you're a national champion, uh, the closest I've ever come to is, is fourth, by the way, to a national title. Uh, if you're a still national really champion, good. it's still good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, but if you're a national champion, you get to wear the Stars and Stripes jersey mm-hmm. for a year. And if you are a world champion, then you get to wear what's called the rainbow jersey in cycling. So you get that designation for a year. And they have not only world championships for professionals, but they have it also for amateurs. But the big news story was a transgender became the first ever uh, female, or I'm sorry, first first ever world champion. Mm-hmm. So this is the, the, and this is just like she won it recently. Uh, what makes it interesting is that men who identify as women should not be required to take testosterone suppressing hormones, let alone have gender reassignment surgery in order to participate in women's athletic competitions. Um, so the bottom, and, and you see this picture. I don't know for those of you who haven't seen the picture. This person looks like, like <laughs> huge, you know, compared to these chicks. And by the way, just to, to clear the record, I mean, I have several uh, customers who are transgender and one, one formerly guy comes in the shop and now he's, he's a, he's a gal. And he said, well, you can tell some things have changed. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, whatever, you know, except this person's six foot seven. So it really kind of stands out. <laughs> but, but now we have the new norm is where if you identify as a woman, you can compete in, in sports. If, you know, with other women, your your thoughts on this as a woman? You're, well, it's ironic because they're taking all of these, you know, so-called feminists that have worked for years to achieve, you know, equality for women are now taking away so much from women by doing this, you well, know? Well, it's kind of like which victims' rights, which victims' groups wins out, right? The women yep. or the trans? Apparently the transgender ranks higher as a victims' group than, than women do. I guess so. Right, And I, here's my thing. I'm going to get that national title, Jody. 55-plus <laughs> women. All I have to do is identify as a woman, All and that title do. is mine. Grow your hair out. Yes. Jody, thank you so much for being in studio with me. I had a great time. Great. That wraps up our show for today. We will be back in one week. Thanks all for listening. The views expressed on this program are Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 01147747. NMLS nine eight seven three. And California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 0937346.